Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. first job is like going to the bathroom with the door open. It's humiliating, lots of pushing, and you just want your mom to be proud. Whether it's washing dishes or counting inventory, we've got you covered. It's not easy getting a first job, but once you've got it, you can say, arcade tickets on me. Welcome to First Jobs on this episode of The Brighter Side. Wow, happy uh, Labor Day, everybody. That's right. Labor Day weekend coming up. It's Friday. You got, if you do have a good first job, you got you got uh, tomorrow off because it's a Saturday. Right. And then, uh, and then Monday. But most first jobs, you're going to be working that Labor Day weekend because you get the shit end of the stick. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking about, like, all my first jobs, just how much I was taken advantage of, like, time-wise, labor-wise, mm-hmm. underpaid, overworked. But ultimately, because I was, like, a really shy kid that moved around a lot and I didn't know how to speak to people. So I immediately was like, I got to go to work. I need to develop communication skills. I need yeah. to get out in the world. Yeah, no, I wrote down my uh, my first twenty jobs. I wrote I wrote down, and uh, one of them was just digging. Digging, you know, <laughs> graves. What were you digging? I don't even remember. I was a marina, actually. It was a, uh, and they needed many many giant holes, and uh, and I needed money, and Mister Valinsky was willing to give me money to just. Dig for a summer. Dig some holes. And so that really helped out. Actually. There you go. Yeah, no. He would really, his son was my buddy and uh, and they were well off and he was like, a, he was a construction dude who built all kinds of marinas mm-hmm. and he ended up building a bunch of stuff in the Cayman Islands. Wow. And uh, yeah, and he put us kids to work. How old were you? 15. Yeah, there you go. It was all under the table. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry to ratchet out, Mr. Valinsky. That's what 15-year-old boys generally do. Like, I remember I had a like an uncle or something that had a bunch of pigeons in his shed. Mm-hmm. And he just got this 15-year-old kid. He's like, hey, you get a BB gun. Just shoot him out. I pay you cash. Just all under the table. <laughs> all right, sure. Yeah, I got digging and another one's just 
dogs, you know. Dogs? Like, <laughs> Would you suck their dicks at? <laughs> I mean, you know, it wasn't. I wouldn't suck them. But that was crass. I'm sorry. It's fine. You wait to hear my jokes. <laughs> the, uh, the, but uh, the, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I was uh, my my buddy, one of my other buddies. His mom was a uh, dog sitter. Oh. An illegal dog sitter, I think. Illegal dog sitter? I don't think she had a license or anything. Oh, she was just a lady that would just come over. It was she. They would they would drop their dogs off at her house, and she like kind of would you know take care of the neighborhood and stuff like that. Okay, that's and it was fine. like a, it was fine. It wasn't a big deal, but she would pay us out to walk the dogs and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? So you know, lots of you know, it was it was crazy. You know, strenuous work, but also very good. You can't put everything on the books. You know, one of my first jobs, I was grading English papers. Mm-hmm. The English teacher um, would just wanted a drink all the time. There you go. And then she would. Like, I would do if I was an English teacher. Exactly. By the way, you got to make these uh, these old literature interesting. <laughs> Nobody gave a shit. It's yeah. like I would grade the papers, but then she get to mine and purposely give me like a B or a C because mm. she's like, I don't want them knowing you grading the papers. And I was like, I would rather not grade the papers. Yeah. And then just like <laughs> make an A because I'm pretty good. I mean, obviously, I write for a living. Like, yeah, I'm pretty I could, good at it. I could, you know, you can grade yes or no in multiple choice, sure, but grading, you know, that's a matter of opinion that a teacher should really step in. And by the way, in Florida, they're replacing books with liquor, so she would fit in just fine. That's there. right. <laughs> That's right. Oh man. Uh, so I, you know, I think you know, I'm. I I started the workforce kind of young, personally. You yeah. Know, and lots of you know, I I've cut up random jobs, you know, but then uh, my first legit job was 16. So I mean. Which is, you know, not as young as some people, but, you know, still younger than others. And, you know, I I loved it. You know, I didn't learn respect for work until I was, until I moved out of my parents' house and I realized I had to pay rent and shit. Right. You know, but uh, before I would just, you know, willy nilly work and, you know, basically just work for Make money for drugs. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a uh, waitress, sorry, hostess at mm-hmm. the Cracker Barrel. That was one of my first jobs, nice. like 15, 16. It's like shooting crackers in a barrel. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know how the waitresses, they all have the stars on their apron? Uh-huh. Well, you have to take a test, and it's like a knowledge test. And it's everything from like, what temperature do we cook our country fried steak to, to like how many haunted dolls are in the gift shop? Like yeah. it's a lot of varied questions. And I was like, no, I don't feel like taking it. And they're like, you should really take it. You get five cent raise. And I was thinking like five cents, like yeah, fuck give yourself. Us a shit. I'm not taking your test. No. And then we kept going back and forth. They're like, you have to take it. And I was like, then just tell me I had to take it. I was kind of a brat to be honest until I was about, even though I was paying for myself, I was really looking for just a way to make the most amount of money doing the least amount of work and just pay all my shit off. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But, you know, once you find out uh, that's not really an option. No. Nope. And you got to work hard. You got to, you know, you got to wade through the roaches and you got to and you got to get through that day. You got to you got to show up to work at seven and you got to leave at four, you know, and all that crazy shit. Yeah. A lot of overworked and underpaid. I was thinking of like some of my jobs. Some of them are kind of scary. Like I was an overnight nurse. Mm-hmm. So I would be going to these elderly people's homes. I wasn't administering drugs or anything, but just kind of like being there in case they died, basically. Yeah. And I would just kind of sit there overnight. And I thought like, great, I'll get homework done. I'll just kind of chill out. I'll watch TV. Yeah. But these people, some of them had dementia. 
Some had Alzheimer's. Some would scream in their sleep. Oh, so I wouldn't know who these people were, and you wouldn't know what they needed till you showed up, and they'd be like a big fat book. They would like let you know everything, and they'd be like, "This lady has dementia. She screams in her sleep, but don't wake her up because you might give her a heart attack." Yeah. So I'm just sitting in this dark room with like a grandfather clock, just and just ah. That was you couldn't pay me to do that again. Yeah, but it sounds like you know detention. <laughs> that's what it does it does sound like that one time I had to like because I get in there and you know speaking of like taking advantage of you they would just the other nurse would like lead me around before I get to call in to mm-hmm. start the paycheck money time and she'd be like no you don't have to do that now just come walk with me and so I'd lose money yeah Hated that. Just took advantage always of you. Always clock in. Always, always. always clock in. Always. And then the the book said that she had. You have to check her stool to make sure she like what she has. Um, what do you call it? Digested. And oh, I was okay. just like digging through human shit at oh. four a.m. Oh yeah, no, I never had. I, I never had to dig through human shit. Luckily enough. <laughs> but so. you dug a hole. I dug my holes. We could have put shit. We could have put a person in those things. We could have. Those things were deep. I remember one time I was up to my shoulders in the ground. What? Yeah, no, we were getting to water and shit. It's Florida by the ocean. You know, it was it was wild. It wow. Was, yeah, there was uh, but one of the places we worked had uh, angel trumpets. Uh, you know what those are? Mm-mm. You know what the uh, yeah. Ryan? You ever hear of angel trumpets? Now the uh, angel trumpets. There, this flower that if you uh, eat it, you trip for three days. Really? Yeah, and they just randomly grow in Florida. And this one uh, construction site had angel trumpets. None of us had the balls to take them. No. But um, someone we knew came and got them when we spread the word. And uh, we she went she went missing for like a week. <gasps> and we came out and she was like, yeah, I tried to, you know, I thought my mom was the devil. <laughs> and just no. like they institutionalized her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like in, until it wore off. And then she was like, I'm better now. And they I'm let better. her out. You know, so uh, don't do angel trumpets. You know, I as mean, much as I like a good time, that's too good. Some of these drugs... We're getting too much. It's yeah. too, like I just want to go for like maybe a couple hours, have a good time. I don't want to be incapacitated for three days. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to like know what it's like to hear an angel's trumpet. No, that's you know, hell. That's, whole, that's yeah. what happens when God returns. Yeah, exactly. Da, 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 da. Acid, right? <laughs> Melting your brain. Yeah. So you know, first I had job. these friends that loved acid, and mm-hmm. they they had a high tolerance for like everything. Like yeah. it'd be like even like weed. They'd be like, it's only fifty milligrams. Yeah. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> what? So I do a hit of acid with them, and I'm like tripping balls for like 12 hours. Yeah. And they were fine four hours in. I'm like, you guys do this every single weekend? They're like, yeah, every weekend. Yeah, I used to when I was in high school, but- uh, No, I can't. I stopped hanging out with them. I have permanent trails. Ever tell you that? What? Yeah, whenever I wave my hand in front of my face, I keep hitting the microphone. Like <laughs> uh, but every time I wave my hand in front of my face, I see trails. Really? Yeah, yeah, and uh, apparently uh, uh, it, it doesn't go away. <laughs> well, that's just a gift. That's a little special gift you got. Still waiting for a flashback, though. I'll tell you that much. None I thought I could put my investment in. You know, I mean, it's just, you, know, you know, I want my money back. I was at a day job at an office, and I had just done LSD the night before, and I was getting trails with the fax machine. Fuck yeah. And I was like, this is like the weirdest, saddest little situation I'm in right now. Oh, yeah. I'm like tripping in an office. Yeah, I've tripped everywhere, unfortunately. I used to trip and go to school sometimes. What? Like a moron. It's just like, you're supposed to trip and not go to school. You know, that's the whole point. If you're going to do drugs, skip. So does math make you have flashbacks and shit? No, nothing gives me flashbacks. I've been trying. 
Damn. You know, well, the only thing that gives me flashbacks is mushrooms. I like mushrooms. Yeah, so you can like choose how much you want. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Anyway. Acid, it's a, it's a, you know, who no, knows you what's going to happen. No, you just fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have jokes? I got jokes. I jokes. My first joke actually is uh, similar to what you were talking about, about your first job being a dangerous one. Uh, my first job was uh, altar boy. And somehow that's still my most dangerous. <laughs> the only other job I had where my coworkers got fucked against their will was uh, mopping the floor in jail. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so funny. Did you see that video I showed you of the woman pushing the priest off the stage? <laughs> yeah. I sent you all these videos. And yeah, I, I love it. it it's it, TikTok's hard for me because I don't have the app. Mm. But I, uh, I I did see that one. It's good. Great. You know, good for her. She's a fucking hero. Yeah. Um, I've never felt older than when I said I waitressed the smoking section of an Applebee's. And somebody said, what's a smoking section? Just go ahead and throw me in the grave. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I remember the day that you weren't. I was working in a restaurant when you couldn't smoke in restaurants anymore. Well, the day it started. Yeah, the day I remember the day it started. It was uh, everyone was like furious. Yes. What's next? You gonna tell me I gotta wear a seatbelt? Yeah. No. Buffalo Wild Wings, man. Oh, Tallahassee, man. Florida. No more. But I tell you what, man. That fucking place stunk like black and milds. Yeah. And it was just like you can't be smoking those in here. So I'm. You know, I still have a firm believer in if someone wants to have a smoking restaurant, they should be able to have a, a make their restaurant a smoking restaurant. Yeah, and just call it Smoking Joe's. Yeah, and then, you know, you know if you go there, they're smoking. Right. And so the smokers have somewhere to go, and the rest of us don't have to go to the smoking restaurant. I think that's fine. I think it's fine, too. What would you serve on the menu at Smoking Joe's? Ribs? I mean, any cardboard. It doesn't matter. They ain't got no taste buds left. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I just can't imagine like wings because you get mess like all over your fingers and then you touch a cigarette. Yeah. And you got that hot sauce on your lips on the cigarette. That just seems nasty, it nasty. Is, it is nasty. But these people, they love it. I mean, they're not they wouldn't be serving salads at Smoking Joe's. No, no, no. They're not serving not. smoothies. No, God, no. Maybe like a liquor milkshake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going to the bar. You could smoke in the bar. I'd come home and like just the hair, the mm -hmm. smell on the skin. Yeah, the wing Ooh. sauce is scotch. <laughs> <laughs> this is our garlic scotch recipe. <laughs> God. The good old days. I remember there was my favorite restaurant in Louisiana. You could smoke in there, and martinis mm -hmm. were like $2.50. Like yeah. crazy. And then I went back years later, and you couldn't smoke anymore. And I was like, oh, the, everything's different. Like the food is different. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a, re it was a relief. And when the, but the thing was with Tallahassee, um, in Florida, when the smoking ban came in for restaurants, if your restaurants uh, sold, like if their food sales came to less than 10% of their total sales, then you could still have smoking. Oh, So it was like for bars, it was still allowed for a while. Yeah. And then, uh, but now I think that's gone even. Wait, no, no, no. We were smoking in that bar in uh, St. Pete. St. Peter's, yes. And also I went to Austin. I was smoking in a bar. Yeah. You know, it's the weird, you know, you go into a bar. I don't smoke cigarettes. No. You know, I never, you know, I, I tried and it didn't take, you know, one of those things. And, you know, I was in a bar when we were in that bar for Jackie's wedding. 
uh, afterwards at late night bar in St. Pete and you could smoke cigarettes. I smoked a cigarette just because I could. Right. I forgot about that place. Yeah. And remember wow. I asked the bartender if we could uh, smoke weed in there and he kind of gave me a weird look and then I gave him 10 bucks. He's like, sure. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it, Eddie. Yeah. You got the risk. Everyone's got a price. Everybody's got a price. I remember the day Lou Reed died. I was in New York City. Mm-hmm. All the bartenders let us smoke inside. That's right. That's yeah. right. Lou Reed would have liked it like that. He was just like, they were all the bartenders were like, nothing matters anymore, man. Lou yeah. Reed died. Yeah, and all those dudes just started 69ing each other yeah. in front of everybody. That's right. <laughs> That's a bartender. Ah, uh, Lou Reed. Man, I almost met him twice. Uh so so sad oh. neither. He he was he was MIA both times. He no showed both times. What do you gotta do? You'll meet him in heaven. That's right. It's oh, man, do you think he's there? He's Jewish. Jews believe in heaven. I don't know. I feel like everybody should go to heaven. I don't want to believe in hell. I at least for a burn. vacation. You know, yeah. at least check it out for a couple of days. Right. You know, um, I got more jokes. Okay. Uh, teenagers are usually horrible employees because uh, they don't have the same consequences if they get fired. You know, one employee may lose their house or not be able to feed their family, while a teenager will have to settle for just a shittier Minecraft skin. Right. <laughs> Yeah, teenagers, they don't give a fuck. I mean, I didn't. I was just like, I don't Oh, care. my God. It took, like, four jobs for me to start, like, caring. And then it was just like, oh, okay. It, it basically, it was when I moved out. I was like, yeah. oh, I have to pay rent. Right. And, and so it was just like, I need to go ahead and start, you know, showing up on time. <laughs> I lied about my age so I could bartend in Louisiana. That sounds like a crime because it is. <laughs> <laughs> Louisiana is the whole state's built on crime. Yeah, I know. It's like, you know, a lot of people, that's how they get all their military also. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like it's important to enter the workforce as soon as you're able to. No one's first job should be a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it shouldn't. Yeah. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, you know, why do you think it's important for uh, you know teenagers to join the workforce? Well, you're not going to start off being an engineer. Mm-hmm. You're not going to start off making 200K. You no. need to have some basic skills. You need to, honestly, you should know how to mop a floor. Yeah. You should know how to like run a cash register, how to like do some basic math in your head. These are just life skills. And I know somebody, she's 27 years old, never really had a job. Mm-hmm. She works at a cafe right now and she has to mop at the end of her shift. And she's always complaining about like, I hate mopping, I hate cleaning. I've seen how she leaves her room and yeah. pictures and it's just trash. Mm-hmm. It's trash everywhere because she just like, her mommy would pick up after her. Doesn't know any better. Yeah, yeah, you're an adult, honey. Like, get it together. Yeah, I developed those lifelong skills. You know, I, I can cook. Mm-hmm. You know, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be able to eat because I'm, I can cook. And some people, they just never even learn how to fucking microwave. No. You know, and it's crazy. 
No, they don't know. But I can, you know, I can whip something up out of nothing because I worked in kitchens since I was 16 years old. And, and so it really, uh, and it really helped me. That was actually, now I'm thinking about it. The first time I took a job seriously was when I was working at a place called Stockyard Steakhouse. Ooh. I was a salad boy and I still had no respect for work. I think this is my fourth real job, uh, third real job. It was my third real job. And, uh, and I, I started, I was a salad boy and I, and I just called out of work cause I didn't feel like going cause I wanted to go get fucked up with my friends, you right. know, and they fired me and my, I had to tell my dad that they fired me. And then he, uh, he was just like, all right, I'm going to get you a job back. And if you fuck this up again, I'm going to, you know, beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and, uh, and so we, we, uh, you know, he calls back and he gets me my job back and then uh, I, I started taking it seriously from there. And then next thing you knew, I, like in a month or two, I was, you know, I was moved up from salad boy to fry cook. There and, you go. And I was banging out fry cook. And then they put me on the burgers. And then uh, next thing you know, I was cooking steak and lobster. Wow. At 16, right on the line. I was working with like grown men. It was great. I was just natural at it. It was very good. I was good at keeping the temps and finding the hot spots and uh -huh. the grill and stuff like that. And uh, it was when I realized, you know, having that job, I'm like, oh, I can do this i figured this out and and then ever since then you know because i held that job until uh, i never got fired they closed down uh but i held that job for the entire time and now i well i don't know about now it's been a long time i've been out of uh, the kitchens for over 10 years but you cook for parties but yes but my resume was solid and i can get a job anywhere i went uh, just by walking around town with my resume for a little while. Absolutely. It's also like the confidence of knowing I could pick up and move to another town right now. I've got a phenomenal resume. I've got skills. I also know how to problem solve. Mm -hmm. When a problem presents itself, I fix it. I yeah. don't just go and be like, what do I do? I fix the problem and then we move on. Yeah. Right? My brother, he started off uh, uh, being a dishwasher at Red Lobster. And now he is in Sedona, bought a house, and is working in like these high-end restaurants in like their managerial section. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's going back to school. He's got like a... He's getting a, a master's in psychology and like restaurant management. He's making a lot of money. Yeah. Everyone, you know, has to start somewhere. Yes. You know, and whether it's like, you know, we, you know, obviously you and I have spent a lot of time in restaurants, you know, but, you know, I don't, you know whether it's, you know, a gopher on a construction site or, yeah. you know, like something, you know, it's like you never know what it's going to be. It could be a, a skate park. It could be a mini golf course. You know, you never know, uh, you know, but it, it teaches you some sort of responsibility. And how to stand up for yourself. Yes. Absolutely. I remember I was uh, the smoking section of Applebee's because I just kind of like volunteered to do it. Mm -hmm. And then they kept putting me on and I had to just be like, hey, I'm not making any money. And also people are really, they were really mean. The smokers were meaner? Yeah, they were so mean and really people would just show up like so high that i'd be like are you enjoying yourself right now oh really like just stoned or stones yeah sometimes meth even like, I, imagine. I, I just hated it and i had to stand up for myself and i hated it you know going to a boss and saying i am in this position i think i'm being unfairly treated please put me in a different position and yeah. they did that's good you know yeah you got it you oh you're never gonna get uh, anything you don't ask for unless, you know, you, you really got to be like, I want this. I want this. And that's what honestly is someone who 
managed restaurants, you know, like not as a first job, obviously, as a much later job, but you know, it's nice to hear that you want this and yeah. you want to move up and you you're you're dedicated to the place. That's what people want to hear. Present them with a case of I know what I'm doing. I've worked really hard here. I think I need this, whether it's a raise or a different position. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody in this world is gonna be like, and I'm going to help you. Like you have to do it yourself. Yeah. And I remember, you know, I always found ways to make money. You know, obviously I had, you know, you know, no an allowance isn't the first job, you know? Like, no. And and I used to scrounge my buddy uh Mr. Pastrami, he used to help me scrounge together money whenever we were on vacation together. He'd teach me things like uh offer to roll up the silverware for the waiters That's and funny. like go collect the back in the day when slot machines actually used quarters, mm-hmm. they would give you these giant cups to hold all your coins in. You know, and then people obviously would lose and then the cups would be everywhere. And so he taught me to go collect the cups and then bring them to the because the cashiers have to go like every once in a while, leave the gate and go do the cut. So I would collect all the cups, which would take a very long time. I come back with this giant stack of cups and they give me like five bucks and quarters. Like I'll play video games for an hour. Five bucks and quarters to a kid is like a million dollars. Oh, yeah. No, it was great. Yeah. I loved it, you know, but my first like. Had to sign up for it and like almost audition for it. My first job was altar boy. Oh, right. In a Catholic church. How yeah. do you audition? You have to like recite the I, you know, Bible? I, I wish I remembered, but like, yeah, you had to, but there was like, yeah, I had to learn a couple things. Yeah, I needed to know like a bunch of prayers mm-hmm. and, you know, I had to like, you know, lie about being dedicated to the church. But the truth is, I just knew I'd be able to skip class because if you're an altar boy, then they take you out of Catholic school. They take you out of class sometimes. So like if there's a wedding or a funeral or a special service or something. How much money do you make as an altar boy? Like $5 an hour? Well, on a normal Sunday mass, you make nothing. Okay. But a funeral, I used to get like 15 bucks. That's great. Yeah. And sometimes they tip extra, you know, and you get like 30 or something. Did you see the video I sent you of the the priests at the disco? No, I missed that one. Okay. Okay. Because it was like, it looks like it's in Rome. And yeah. we forget that a lot of these priests are also Europeans. So there's yeah. just like this disco guy. They're allowed to like really normal weird. shit. Yeah. You know, you know and... Y'all know I talk lots of shit on priests, but there are decent ones out I'm there. I'm sure. You know, I, I met a couple. You know, there was like uh, the Monsignor at my Catholic school. He was cool. Monsignor McMahon, that was his name. That's nice. Yeah, he was very cool. He'd always do the thing where he'd pop in your classroom and he'd just be like, no homework tonight, and then leave. And then like the teachers would have to deal with the repercussions <laughs> and shit. <laughs> That's so, funny. Yeah, I was always down with him. He was cool. But um, the rest and- of them were fucking trash. Trash. Yeah. I made bracelets. Oh, bracelets and little drawings. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah, I used to help my mom with crafts and we'd sell them at crafts fairs. I'm remembering that now. Yeah, I'd go hustle it, go sell it to people. I mean, I would get like five cents a quarter, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing big, but I would save it up. Yeah. I think one time I had $20 on me and my dad was like, how did you get that money? And I was just like, bracelets, "Bracelets, baby. baby. (laughs) How do you get your fucking money? (laughs) 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 Idiot. (laughs) Right. Oh my God. Did your parent ever tell you that they're going to hold money for you? And you just never saw that money again? (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. I'll hold it for you. Oh my God. All of my, uh, cause back in the day, there was this thing called savings bonds where you would buy someone like a $50 savings bond and in 10 years it'd be worth a hundred dollars. You know, it was like one of those things. And I got a bunch of those, like people just sent them to me 
when I was born, like from all over the country, people were just like throwing money at me because I was a fucking big fat baby star. Yeah. And, uh, and so we got, we got a bunch then some for the baptism and the Holy communion. And then a couple more for the confirmation, which was when I was, uh, freshman year, maybe eighth grade. And then, uh, they all went missing. <gasps> and, uh, so I was, I was like, Oh, I, you know, I was going, it was almost time for college. And I was like, Oh, you know, or I was actually, I wanted to, get a car because i just my my uncle gave me a free car mm -hmm. blessed and uh that I, I broke that because i was irresponsible oh the first car should just be a piece of shit yeah no it you're was gonna an, crash it it was an 82 i was driving it in 97 mm -hmm. you know it was you know uh, but the uh so i wanted to get a new car and i'm like i want to cash in these savings bonds and my dad's like ha ha about those. <laughs> is that legal? Because it's in your name. No, they they weren't. They're just like pieces of paper, and they're in a safe deposit box. The savings bonds themselves actually look like cash. Really? Is yeah. it like some 1920s? It was just like an old way of giving kids gifts that were worth more in the future and teaching them how to save. Kind oh, of. interesting. But yeah, one day I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'd like to use that stuff, you know, for a car or whatever. And it was just gone, you know. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, the, um, but my second job, uh, softball umpire. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was cool. I like that. You know, that was a lot of fun because I was good at baseball. And so when you were, I was good at little league, they would give you the opportunity to be like, oh, if you want to, if you want to umpire, we need extra umpires. No one's umpiring these girls softballs games. So mm -hmm. I would go umpire girls softball and I make like 20 bucks a match. And that wow. was always fun. That's yeah. great. And I was like 14 years old, something like that. Love growing, that. Growing men out of there. And, you know. What's some, something you spent a paycheck on that wasn't like, oh my God, I need to eat rent books you know like like something frivolous for me it was a pair of pants i always wanted when 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 was this how old were you what are we talking about i think here? like 16 ish oh yeah, yeah. I mean, mine was always weed and cds yeah that was pretty much it but i know. got like uh the, like jinko pants oh wanted yeah them so bad my parents always paid for my clothes and also i didn't really care how i looked you know, so I was, I would just wear raggedy ass shit. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, it was fine. I didn't care. You know, it was high school, you know, and so I, uh, but uh, eventually, you know, I, when I dressed up, I wanted to look nice. Mm -hmm. But I also, oh, you know what? Another thing I figured out was uh, because I was lucky enough to be, uh, you know, like Mr. Olympic Heights, you know, which was like, you know, the spokesman for the school kind of type deal. And I was in student council. So from uh, junior and senior year, the tuxedo shops used to pay me to randomly wear a tuxedo to school and tell people where I got it, and they would go get their tuxedo there. What a cool job. Yeah. And so Do like, people make fun of you? or No, I didn't give a shit. Because you're popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the ladies loved it, you know? So it's like, you can you make fun of me all you want, you know? There's, you're getting paid. Yeah, I'm getting paid, and women love it. And I get yeah. a free tux for, you know, uh, for a prom. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's always little workarounds to life, you know? Oh, if you, yeah. If you figure it out. And honestly, things like Craigslist, I'm, I would be a little skeptical with telling young people to go on Craigslist to get a job because I'm pretty good at like spidey senses and like sniffing out a scam but I've had some really good little gigs and jobs that like saved me yeah you know you'd like working at a museum for mm. selfies I would just go take pictures of people and like that's nice I was encouraged to like um, be very friendly and upbeat because that was the 
the description of like, we're looking for actors who are friendly and upbeat to look at her pop up. I said, sure. And that like, that was my first job in LA. Oh, that like saved me. That, that is nice. Yeah. That is nice. What was your first job on the books, period? On the books? Yeah. Probably either the Cracker Barrel waitress or the bartending girl. Really? 17. 17? Yeah, you got to be at least 18. Yeah, I know. I lied. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, um, my... I made so much money, Ed. Oh, yeah. I was able to, because I was 17, I had to move out because I just wasn't vibing with mm-hmm. my town. And I was able to move out pay for myself, get all my books, like go, cause I got a scholarship to college. Yeah. So I needed to like get all my shit together for like rent and food and everything. And I've just started doing that immediately. Wild. I moved out at very young. I moved out at 18 in like two months and I was out. I was at my, the second half of my senior year of high school, I, I didn't have, I didn't uh, live at home. Yeah. Yeah. So you were out your senior year of high school as well. Yeah. Immediately, like that summer. That's crazy. Like, Where did you go. live? On an apartment. An apartment? You got yeah. an apartment? With like a girlfriend, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And they let you. She, I think we just lied. Like, we all lied. Crazy. Back in the day, you could just do <laughs> yeah, that shit. Yeah, Now they have like fucking credit scores. And I know. They had them back then, but they weren't- uh, they I mean, it wasn't a, a good apartment. Let's no, be honest. No, of course not. No. no. I mean, everywhere I lived in Tallahassee, it was like 250 or less. Exactly. Yeah. You don't really have that now. I mean, I've always found a way to find cheap places, knock on wood. Like the place I'm living at right now is a really decent rent. Mm-hmm. Honestly, don't go on Zillow. Don't go on any internet thing. They they raise those prices on purpose. Just like hit the streets and talk to people. Yeah. Really? No, that's the best way to do it. And also- um, Be okay with like having little things that don't work out like it might not have a stove yeah and if you live in a big city and there's like a polish newspaper or something like that look in that because mm-hmm. there's always because they're looking for more polish people to come and so they'll be so but you'll yeah they know that the, the listings are only in there that's smart but you go in there you find the listing you go sweet talk the person lie you know. say you're polish if yeah, you're not polish yeah you know so i would uh i think that's great i think it's a, it's a good way to do it Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My first job was uh, Toys R Us. My first real job on the books, like, you know, filled out the paperwork and got like a paycheck instead of just cash. That's something that doesn't exist anymore. No, I think there might be one or two that they just brought back. I think there's one in like Alaska or something. Something silly like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, my first job was Toys R Us. And man, was I a bad employee. (laughs) They hired me a seasonal for the Christmas time and- Man, I did so much. I was the worst employee that played. This is before I smoked weed. I was still awful at it. You know, I had no reason to be so awful. I uh, I remember I would just like, they put me on the floor 
So basically, my job, I had a headset, and I would take calls for people looking for toys to see if we had them in stock. Right. And and basically, in the other thing, I would just walk the floors and, you know, try to help people and talk to them about toys and whatever, you know. And uh, I, I just, it was so chaotic and disorganized that I would just show up whenever I felt like it and clock in and just start working, you know, like hardly ever when I was supposed to be there. Right. And I would just be like, sometimes I'd clock, I'd, cl- I'd show up, I'd clock in not on, on my day off and then just go to the movies. Like, <laughs> there you go. Like, we're looking for someone to show us where the big giraffe is. Yeah. And you just cut to you in the movie theater, like, fuck them. Yeah. Watching Pulp Fiction and just laughing my ass off yeah. as a child. I but, was playing hooky from work like way too late. Mm-hmm. Like another job. I had I was in a grocery store giving out samples uh-huh. I would straight up just not even show up and then just like lie on the form and say that I was there and I just that forgot off. to clock in yeah yeah and there was nobody <laughs> clocking because there was no boss like nobody was there oh my god they just trusted that you would set up the table and pass out the macaroni and I'd be like yeah yeah I did that <laughs> I sure did I was there I was not there I remember for Toys R Us I got fired over the phone I heard on the intercom <laughs> they're like uh, they're like Ed pick up line two and I pick up thinking I'm going to talk to some customer like oh yeah this is the manager your services are no longer needed and I was like not right I didn't oh give a God. shit I just went home it was, it was kind of fun then my next job uh, the, the week after that I got hired at Dairy Queen Oh my god! And th- didn't you get a bunch of people sick because you just didn't give a shit? No, I wasn't. I no, I didn't. I was. I wasn't. I didn't do that to anyone there. Oh, not get people sick, but I remember you saying stuff. I like, would give away free ice cream to anyone that looked familiar. If anything, I like you know, I I I I, I cheated my boss out of money. You know, Good. but he was an asshole. I think I remember saying something about like the chicken fingers. You would just be like, I don't care if they're defrosted or something. No, 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 we didn't even have chicken fingers there. I never, I was always a good cook. You know, I always, but yeah, I never, I never did anything like, I remember one time, I know what you're thinking of. When I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings, oh. the, the one time I came in and the, uh, someone had stacked the chicken wrong in the freezer. Oh, because it's supposed and, to go meat at the bottom yeah, well, and vegetables on top. Well, no, in the freezer, it was just chicken. Okay. It was just the whole freezer was chicken. There's, you don't put vegetables in the freezer. Right. Okay. Uh, and uh, and the, But they stacked it wrong and the box was kind of tilted and it fell and opened the door. And so when I got there in the morning, the, the freezer was open and there was about like, I don't know, I mean, hundreds of pounds of chicken wings. Uh, ruined and oh. and it was just the worst smell I ever smelt my whole life. That sounds horrible. Yeah, and so we we had to wait for like I think we had to close for a day or two because we had nothing to serve anyone because everything went bad. Did they get fired? Um, never found out who it was. I don't think we ever found out who it was. And even if you know we did, I mean that is an honest that is a that is a legitimate accident, right? You know, if you would have done it on purpose, that's one thing. But yeah, no the. Uh, but that was uh, at, uh, in Tallahassee. You know, I had many other jobs before that. Dairy Queen, though, back to Dairy Queen. That was that was an unbelievable job. You know, because we were we were dead giving out ice cream. Just giving out ice cream. Like I said, if you look familiar, I gave you free ice cream, and it was so much fun. <laughs> I loved that place, and it was just ice cream. We had chili. No, we had chili and hot dogs. That was the what? only other real food we had. Dairy Queen is such a weird business model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, ice cream and chili. And now Dairy, you go to some Dairy Queens. They got like burgers and shit, and you're like, come on, Dairy Queen, you stay in your lane. That's gross. Hot dogs, I get. You know, chili, you don't need like anything you don't need like a like a hood a hood vent for because that's when it starts getting expensive to build your restaurant when you gotta put the hood vent system in. That's a whole mess. You know, but if you're just selling you got a hot dog roller, you know, and then uh some chili, that was great because 
you know, it was always free free dinner. They, they were happy to let us eat. God, that. that's the thing about working in restaurants is you get some kind of food. I mean, I would have like one time I was working in a restaurant and I didn't have any money to eat. Mm-hmm. And the chef gave me food. And what he did is the manager saw him giving me food and I didn't ask for anything. And the chef, he wanted to keep his job. I get it. But he lied. And he said, no, she asked me for food and said she couldn't pay. I didn't do that. Yeah. And so I, I think I got fired. No. Look at that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I think I was only fired. Let me look at my list here. Fired from Toys R Us. But that was seasonal. So I'm not going to count that. I was fun. So, uh, and Dairy Queen, I quit. Uh, Stockyard Steakhouse uh, closed down. Party Supermarket, I was fired. I, I mooned my coworker. And, uh, oh, that's and, harassment. Uh, well, it, she loved it. Okay. Uh, but someone else heard about it and ratted me out. And, th- and then I got fired. And then, the, 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 I, surprisingly enough, the girl I mooned uh, quit in solidarity. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Quitting yeah. in solidarity. Which was, very, which was very sweet of her. I worked at Macaroni Grill, the place. Oh, were you going to say something? I was. I ended up dating her sister. Oh, but, really? <laughs> but, <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. I worked at Macaroni Grill. That's the place you. Ha- we had to go to each table with a bottle of wine and a bottle of olive oil under our arms, mm-hmm. um, bread, put it on the table, write our name upside down and backwards in cursive. Wow. With each table, I was so bad at my job, and like I tried, but I would just. I. I it was so much. Like superfluous stuff. We don't need to do that. Yeah. I would like forget to put people's order in, like when they'd be in a big party and I'd get everybody's order and like brought everybody the food. And this one guy was like, Where's my chicken parm? And I was like, Oh. And he's like, You forgot to put it in, didn't you? And I was like, Yeah. (laughs) Things like that. My manager one day brought me in the back and he was just like quizzing me on stuff. And he's like, So how many flavors are in the Caesar salad? And I was like, I don't know. Like, and I was just like, I just started working here. And he like pulled up a notepad of like how he's like, you've actually been here for three months. You should know this. And I was like, Oh, you're right. I don't. And he's like, get out. It's like, okay. I would literally be in my outfit with like the tie and shit and like undo it. And then just start eating breadsticks in the restaurant, like in front of people. Oh my God. How old were you? I was in college. In college. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. Well, you know, you, you, you find your way. Cause I'd be on break. I was like, what? I'm on break. And I would just like get up and like grab a thing and just start eating and walking across the restaurant. Can you imagine if you were a restaurant and saw a server doing that? Oh my God, I'd be furious. Yeah. Be f- <laughs> yeah. Um, in the year 2000, mm-hmm. you ready for this? I was 18 in the year 2000. I worked for the Census Bureau. Eddie. Yeah, they were they were in town and they were looking for employees and it was good money. It was like 15 bucks an hour. And so I went in and there was like a two-day training and then you're on the phone the whole time taking calls and stuff like that. And uh, they have a, they gave us a, a typing test. Okay. And I failed it miserably. And they were like, if you don't pass the typing test, you can't be a caller. Mm. And so I failed the typing test. <laughs> this is like going to make the whole world mad. Uh, they just made me a manager. Yep, you failed up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like I remember the the because it was like me and my buddy and uh, the two girls we were dating. We all got the job together, you know, mm-hmm. the four of us, because it was like quick, easy money right before college. And uh, I remember we we got and I, we got the job. And when they found out that I became manager <laughs> because I failed the typing test and I got promoted above them, they all lost their minds. So mad. They were like- <laughs> 
Well, I'm guessing the Federal Census Bureau needs people to work for them. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you have some kind of like, you know, you want to get in the market, honestly, if you get a government job, they kind of can't fire you. Mm-hmm. Like, do something like this. Yeah, no, I, it was a cool job. You know, it was interesting. It was my first time like being in an office and like having to wear a collared shirt and stuff oh, like that, yeah. you know, like, but it was cool uh, for like the five months it existed or three or four. I don't even remember how long $15 I did $15 an hour in 2000. That's like $45 an hour. It now. was good money. I don't know if it was, if it's that much, but it's, it's good money. It's prices have gone up, Ed. I tried to find yeah. a disposable camera at Walgreens. Forty dollars. That's fucking disgusting. Forty dollars for a imagine plastic if you, camera. Imagine if you tried to you know, develop the film. I know. Oh my god! How I, much more is that? I found a bunch of old disposable cameras. I mean, they're all the pictures are taken, but um, I got. I want to. I want to see what's on them. Get them. Get them developed. I'm excited. I'm. I, it could be anything. I'm sure there's a lot of pictures of me and my mom on there, so it'll be. Sweet. Oh, that'll be sweet. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. It's it's uh, those disposable cameras. You know, they're you, no one's buying them anymore. No one's making them. Well, they said they're a relic. They said they're in like high demand right now, and I think they're not being made as much. And everybody wants to get them for their like vacations and things. And mm-hmm. also, I want to hold on to a physical like picture. Yeah. When I'm going to Germany, I have this like notebook. And every day I'm going to write in it how my day was. I'm going to put concert tickets in there, like tape it. I want to take physical photos and put it in there. Like, yeah. I want a thing I can hold on to. I don't want to put my stuff in the cloud. Yeah. What if the cloud disappears? What if Instagram shuts down? Or when the cloud fills up and they try to get you to buy more. And, you have and to then pay you buy them? more fake cloud. And then you, you then, then that fills up and they want you to buy more exactly. fake cloud. I'm paying $3 a month for more like cloud space. Just give me the physical picture. Yeah, it doesn't even... You know what's even the worst about this? You know, I'm sure there's a way and I'm an idiot, but... I don't even know how to delete shit from my cloud. I don't even know how to get to my cloud to find the shit to yeah. delete it to make more room in my cloud. I don't know how to delete my cloud either. I literally was fucking Googling. How do I get in my cloud? No one knows how to get in the cloud. They just give me more money. And you know what the cloud is, Eddie? I thought it was like this grandiose sort of like a hippie describing God, like it's floating around you or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a big computer. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, really? It's just bandwidth. You knew? Oh, I thought it was just like in the air. Well, I mean, how? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was if you could pluck it from the air and then like, and then like show it in your hand. That's why they're scaring you with that stuff. It's, it's a big computer. Oh, you know what my uh, job after the Census Bureau was? What? Illegal stocks. Oh, it was like a boiler room style? Yeah, it was a boiler room. So- I've talked about it on the show before. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was total illegal uh, penny stock spot. Uh, right, right in the year it was say, the summer two thousand. You know, like uh, right before I had to go to uh, Massachusetts for a while, and I did it for a couple weeks. And it, like, I think I made one sale, and I, uh, it was the first time that my conscience took over, and I, and I had to leave the job. That's good. My yeah. dad lost a bunch of money from from penny stocks. No, that's all it was was just like convincing poor people that they could afford lots of stock. Yeah. And then it was all on bum companies that we knew were going to fail. And it was just like, I think I worked there for a month and the first two weeks I like tried. And then like, once I realized what the fuck I was doing, yeah, uh, I just, I didn't even try. I just Damn. like, I just made calls and you know, I called my friends and stuff. And like, while God. I was sitting there and like, and waited, just basically waited to get fired. Well, I'm glad you had a conscious. I mean, we, uh, we had to, 
sell the my parents, not me. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason I wanted to get out so early and start making my own money is my honestly, my dad, rest in peace, was just really bad with money. Yeah. He would he gave thousands to this penny stock, thinking for coffee or something, thinking it would go up. And yeah, it was lots of windmills and fucking yeah. medicines that don't exist and shit like that. So what were you doing? And we lived in Georgia, like way out in the woods. And I remember because you could pay people to come and take down trees and make a little bit of money, like yeah. not a lot. The land was destroyed. Like he had just destroyed this beautiful land for pennies. And I Ugh. I remember being a child and thinking like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. This is irresponsible. Oh, that's awful. I hate that stuff. Yeah, yeah. People just take advantage, you know, people just try of people, desperate people. And I remember when I got the job, they were like the first thing they told, because Boiler Room had just come out. Right. You know, and so they were like, don't watch Boiler Room. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, of course, we all went home and watched Boiler Room, and uh, it was the literally like verbatim the same speeches Speech. that that Ben Affleck gave was the same one I got my first day of work. Fuck them! Yeah, it was it was crazy. I had no, I like when I saw that it was like verbatim. I was like, you pigs! Are they in prison? Uh, yeah, a couple, good. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, now it's you know decades have passed. You know, yeah. but but they eventually that same summer they did get busted up by the FBI came God. and uh, two of my friends uh, got arrested, but they uh, claimed ignorance and never got any charges. But the rest of uh, the rest of the people who were in charge all got in a lot of trouble. Yeah, the bigwigs get them in trouble. Enron, did they ever go to jail? Too big to fail. You know, I uh, I never watched that documentary. I just know they're bastards. What was Enron? I mean, I I. I wish I could give you a proper. Is it answer. the cloud? Is it all around I us? I think Enron's the cloud, and it was raining nothing, <laughs> right. and then they were selling the rain. And then- <laughs> so many scumbags. I mean, I get it. We all want to make money, and like going to these shitty jobs, it sucks. But at the end of the day, like if you could, if you're going to prison, if you're mm-hmm. facing that, it's not worth it. Yeah, at no, all for sure. If you're fucking people over. I would rather mop bathrooms than like take a paycheck away from like a single mother. That being said, I did love selling weed. Well, that's a little, you were doing it like a small time thing in yeah. Florida. Well, I mean, it wasn't that small. But, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The FBI listening. It was, oh, I, I, you know, I got arrested. My okay. record's expunged. You know, I went through the whole process. Mm-hmm. They can't get me no more. Can't get arrested twice for the same crime. That's right. That's right. And so uh, I could talk about it freely as much as I want. So lots of weed. It was great. We had a wonderful time. I wouldn't, give, <laughs> I, you know, and if, uh, if I could do it all again, I would do it all again. Uh, <laughs> Didn't you have so much money you would like put it in your like wall? I would outlets? hide it. I would hide it from myself. Yeah, yeah, all over my room. And one and I hid some in the uh, fuse box Fuck. that I didn't even know I hid because I was so stoned when I hid it. And the, when the power went out, I found like eight hundred dollars. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a good little surprise. So we, funny. We think we threw a keg party with it or something. Good. When I bartended, I would hide money from myself in L.A. I was just making so much money. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I left my ex, I would like hide pockets of money everywhere and I was like I know I'm going to find this when I really need it one day and yeah. I would I would find like a hundred dollars in my little purple suitcase and it I was would like, help it would help yeah it otherwise you're going to spend it you're so irresponsible at that age it was like a savings account yeah for an idiot <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I worked in a store fixture warehouse in Worcester Mass for two months is that the one where you had to like count the bolts 
Yeah. I had like several jobs in the warehouse that mm-hmm. kept moving me around because I wasn't good at any of them. But my dad was like the warehouse manager, so they couldn't get rid of me. But finally, they found out I was good at deliveries. Okay. You know, but uh, building, at first they had me at building cabinets. Yeah, I, I, I can't be building cabinets. I feel like you could build things, Ed. Nope. Really? No, no, I'm not good at it. Like if I, I feel like if, if I you say, bought Ikea. Ikea, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm horrible at it. Really? I get, I get, it's, you know, I really, I, this is going to sound crazy. I lose my temper. Like, really? and I get real mad. I punch walls and stuff. Like I, I get, I'm great with humans and dogs uh-huh. and stuff, but inanimate objects, I, I lose my cool. It. I lose my cool really fast. Wow. I, I don't love know what it things. is. Yeah. I love it. And I feel like it's a rite of passage for every woman on her own mm-hmm. to frantically build an Ikea furniture piece with no man around because yes. you just broke up with him. He broke up with you and you're on your own. And you're like, oh my God, how do I build this vanity? And like to do it and build it and then yeah. look at it and say like, oh, I'm more competent than I think I am. Yeah. That is a rite of passage. Julie and I, you know, she does most of the building with the stuff that comes to the house. And I, I like, I tell her like, you know, if you buy something that needs to be built, you know, it's on you. We're gonna fight oh. because I, you know, and I'm not mad at you, but I am mad in general, and I'm gonna yell, and I'm gonna have a bad attitude, and we're just gonna get this done. And I'm very sorry in advance. Wow. Like, like wow. <laughs> so if we all had to like live on an island, how about Julie and I? We will build. The, the the bed and the you know the things that you need. Great, and I'll be the manager. And you'll be no. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> you stand there pointing. No, you, you can type it. Type it. Type it. <laughs> you can cook. Yeah, I can cook. You'll cook. I can cook. I'll and maybe Henry. Cook. What can Natalie and Henry do? I feel like Natalie could go hunt. No, oh, for sure. I think she, but she's, she's a vegetarian. She is, but I think that she could kill an animal for the group. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think she understands that. Yeah, you know, that's you know. And and Henry, what would Henry do? What I would guess, Henry do? In I guess thing? He's, he'd have to be an entertainer. Just like make a smile. Yeah, he'd have to still be a clown. He could build a fire. Oh, for sure. He would build a fire. He build the, He could build a fire, but anyone could build a fire, you know. You know, we got to give him something to do. Yeah, but, you know, I love entertaining. You know, I think entertainment's very valuable. It is. You know, I think we're, we're going to need it. We're I gonna. think Jackie could find the water. She'd be a great cook, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, she could definitely, she, she, she does, you know, she's a good water bearer. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think that'd be good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, the store, I remember there was this one guy I worked with in the store fixture warehouse. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name, but he'd been there for so long and he would drink a 30 pack of Bush Whoa. every day, <gasps> every day. What did he look like? And everyone knows he's a big fat old man with Ew. like fucking red hands and red face and looks like, you know, he's just a mean old fucker. Did he have a wife? I don't think so. No. And uh, but yeah, he would he would show up to work and there was like a beer place right next to the factory in Worcester, Massachusetts. Awful, awful place. I think anyone who lives there would agree with me. And <laughs> he would pick up the 30 pack, he would pour like three into a giant thermos, and then he would like chug one in his car before he got in. And then he would take breaks and walk out to his car, chug two beers, come back. And by the end of the day, he would drink the whole 30 pack and then he'd fucking drive home. Whoa. But he was the best shelf builder in the whole goddamn warehouse. Whoa. Did he think like no one knew? Like, yeah, no, I'm just going to go he, sneak. I think he was so valuable that everyone just put up with it. Damn. Yeah, it was one of those situations. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, and then I, del- I did delivery, and then they put me in a room with a bunch of screws and nuts, and I had to count the screws and nuts, and that took like 
weeks. Damn. The worst job I ever had was in a room by myself. It was in a windowless office on the 42nd floor of a building in New York City. And I would, um, I was surrounded by these books, right? Like yeah. books full of papers. And in the morning, I'd be given a stack of papers and it would have a barcode on it at the top, stamped in red. And then it would have a number like 1204567. Yeah. And now I'd have to go find the book of 1204. And then I have to go 120456, 120458. Okay, put that right in the middle. And then, like, continue again. It was, um, I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> I'm sorry to, to laugh at that. Yeah. But, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I took a picture, and it's in my phone somewhere in the cloud. But mm. it, I look, I have gray hair. I'm in my mid-20s. I yeah. have gray hair. I, my, I'm sunken away. I, I look older then than I do now. It was really? bad. Oh. And I would like, because it was a 42nd floor in an elevator, so it would go really fast and like shake because it had to absorb some of the, what do you call it, something. Mm -hmm. And I would be so scared of the elevator that I would uh, not go down on my lunch break. I would just crawl under my desk, turn out the light and go to sleep. Wow. On the floor. I mean, I was, this Worcester mask thing, I was also the same. I was, I hated it. Yeah. I was depressed. Um, I actually did the job twice. I did it one summer and then I did it one winter. Um, and it was fucking awful. I, I remember just writing letters to my friends back home about how horrible Worcester oh. was and how unfriendly everybody was. And like, you know, uh, you would think I always thought, I don't know why I was just like, oh, Massachusetts, you know, good reputation and all this. Shit. But like, everyone was so mean to me there. Yeah. Maybe it was like a time and a place. And, you know, also I didn't want to be there. And so maybe I like rub people the wrong way. It seems dark and cloudy over there. It would get dark at like 4 p.m. in the winter. Gross. If you're ever in one of these jobs where you're suffering like this yeah. and you have such anxiety and deep depression. It is a slow killer and it is a huge reason why people go to the hospital. Yeah, I would recommend quitting. You can always find another job because I had that job in the windowless room for three years because I always thought, well, I already know it. I can't leave. I can't get another job. What if no one hires me? Yeah, They like kind of let me go. I found another job within a week. Yeah, if you try, Better. I mean, I, I mean, times are different now. Times are different. We're now. very lucky to have the jobs that we have at this point in our lives. Yeah, but um, and I know it's harder to find a job now than it was when we were younger because of fucking robots and shit. Right. You know, and people but, taking advantage of you a lot more now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I think, uh, you know, it's it's difficult, but you got to take care of yourself. You know, and you got to take care of your mental health. And if you're in a job that's making you completely crazy. Um, I would say while you're on the clock, actively look for another job until they catch you. Yes, yeah, send out those <laughs> resumes. Sometimes you can use the printer at the work and just be like, oh, I'm printing off your files. Print off your resume. Yeah, amen to that. Amen to that. Um, where else did I work? Lucille's Bad to the Bone Barbecue. And uh, and that was a cool job. Actually. That sounds good. I had that for a couple months. Uh, I really enjoyed that job. That was uh, basically just cooking barbecue. Uh, and they would always let me. And that was back when I had a uh, I was I had no home back then and I was just living in random you know my friends places and stuff like that and they used to let me take all the food home and shit so oh, that was great. that was great that was a good job to have in that time in my life and barbecue's like low and slow so you just like put them ribs in the smoker and then chill out for like six hours right oh it was busy really was, oh yeah no there was that was a high volume restaurant still is by the way great and uh but yeah no I would uh lots of lots of work I learned how to use lots of different kitchen equipment there um I was never a prep cook because I was still going to school so I would I was more of a line cook 
And uh, but I remember I served uh, Cal Ripken a couple of times. Uh, he's a great one of the greatest baseball players who ever lived. Oh, cool! He played the most games in a row without ever missing. Oh, like he was never tardy. Yeah, never tardy. Not yeah, he never missed a game. So okay. you know, so he was he was great. Here's a fun Cal Ripken. Uh, he was like a, he was. They loved him in Baltimore, and at, at some point, uh, somebody uh, kidnapped his mother. What? Yeah, and uh, man, you should. The city of Baltimore was not happy. Yeah, that's unforgivable. Yeah, you don't you don't take the saint of the city and kidnap their mother. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, but Cal Ripken, he was a great guy. He gave me, he gave uh, gave the kitchen a tip every time he came in. I love that. Yeah, good man. He was a good man. You know, you you could tell if if someone's a good person if they give the kitchen a tip. I would, you know, I've always wanted to do that. Just walk back there and like throw them twenty. I've done it a couple times, like on good days, mm -hmm. you know. But like, uh, you know, you do it when you can. I feel like if you were to kidnap an Italian mafia guy's mom, he would like for sure break your kneecaps. <laughs> if you're lucky. If you're lucky. <laughs> slice your throat. They'd make it slow. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. long and slow. Oh, yeah. Lord Hammer knows. to the hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I don't go messing around with these Italians, Ed. They no, freak me out. This is two times in a, two episodes in a row. You're like you're scared of the Italians. I'm scared of Italians. I'm glad you're going to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> right. There, you know, Itali Italians are so much fun. I really, I really uh, always got along. I feel like the Italians and the Jews have an have an alliance. Aren't there Jewish Italians? Oh yeah, there's Jewish everything. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, they, they find us everywhere. You know, but yeah. but Italians, yeah, no, there's uh, all over. You know, German Jews. There's you know, they're yeah. they're all over Europe. You know, they love it. Because I think Israel is pretty new, right? I mean, yeah, it happened after World War II. I thought Israel was like always for Jewish people. I, know, I mean, no, it was you know Palestinians and Jews, and they eventually gave the land over. I feel like this is a much heated argument that I'm just sort of like blah 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 blah. We had a couple of years ago. We did, a, we did a full episode on it, right? You know, so we, we should go back and listen. We should. The, the uh, we had a uh, Eitan Benarsh on, and he was he spoke he because he's a he's an Israeli, a friend of mine, mm -hmm. and uh, he spoke very positively because. You know, and not to get way off topic, but you know, the whole Israel Palestine thing is fucking depressing. It's kind of a big deal. And I'm yeah. just sort of like casually bringing it up, but I think a lot of people have died. <laughs> yes, a shit ton of people. Yeah. Yeah, probably uncountable amount of people. That's died. that's very sad. Yes. Yeah, I don't like that. For, I don't like people dying. For decades, for decades. Wow. But, um, All right, first jobs. First jobs. Anyway, and, um, what's another fun one? Garfield's. I used to work at this place called Garfield's, which what's is that? basically a Friday's. Mm -hmm. It was at the mall. And it was across the hall of the mall from the movie theater. Mm -hmm. And the hardest day of work of my life was working at Garfield's on Black Friday, the day the first Harry Potter movie came out. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I was that was the hardest day. Swarmed with teenage girls. It was a nightmare. I never worked so hard my whole life. You're so mean. Yeah, well, it was. I mean, it was also Black Friday. Yeah. So it was every fucking person, you know, and that was back when people still went to the mall on Black Friday. I don't understand why people do Black Friday, like why they take it so seriously. Like you're saving $10 on a TV. There's no need to yeah. get trampled to death. It's a, it, it is an ugly patch of this country, in right. my opinion. Maybe they're bored. I don't know. It's like the same people that are mean to service restaurant people. Probably their life is shit and they're a little bored. And they're, and they're a little mean. poor and they want to get their kids nice things for Christmas. And I think that's the sad reality of it. Right. You know, and like, you can figure out another way. 
You, you can. You can dress up as a mall Santa or, you know. They used to have a thing called the Christmas Club. Okay. Back when I was a kid. And uh, you would put in money every month and then you'd have money at the And then you'd give a little bonus from the bank for keeping it all in there. And then, you know, right before Christmas, they give you like, you know, however much money you saved. You could spend that on gifts and food and all that stuff. That was something that used to exist. You know, I don't think it's around anymore. All right. Should I take out what I said about Israel? I don't care what you keep in about that. It didn't seem like... Any, As a Jewish person, is that insulting? It wasn't insulting. It was just, you know, you were asking a legitimate question that you didn't know the answer to. Okay, fair enough. I Thank think, you. I think that's, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think once people stop asking questions about things they don't know about and start just spouting off shit, uh, that's when we really have a problem. That's when you have a problem. Yeah. That's right. There's a lot in this world I don't know. And I might be Jewish myself. Yeah. And I, and I think that one of the most powerful things a person can do is admit when they don't know something. Oh. Oh, yeah, wow. and I uh, I always stand by that. You know, it's like if if I'm in a conversation and someone says something that I've never heard before, I'm like, I don't know what that word is. Will you please tell me what that word is? Right. Speaking of not knowing, I got a job and I needed that job so bad. And mm -hmm. I said, yeah, I know how to use a typewriter. I did not know how to use a typewriter. I mean, oh, yeah, well, lie in those situations. Lie. Get the job. Get yeah. The, yeah, just get the job. Figure yeah. it out. <laughs> but I remember like crying over this typewriter because I was like, I have to eat. I haven't eaten in days. I need this paycheck. I don't know how to use this like ancient tool. Tool. Typewriters are fucking hard. They're really hard. They're really difficult. And like shorthand and all that. I was like, yeah, I know how to do all that. I did not. Thank God that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. We just have all of like microphones in our pockets and everything's fine. It's made everything a lot easier. Thank God. Uh, well, you know, we've been talking about first jobs. I think this is a lot of fun. I have a bunch of other first jobs, uh, but uh, I can't believe... You know, how many jobs, until you, you put them all in front of you in a list, you don't realize how many jobs you've had. We've worked a lot of jobs and you kind of got to be in the shit for a little bit. I mm -hmm. mean, I want workers to have rights and I want them to be respected and not taken advantage of. Of course. But for sure, the first job you get is going to be digging holes, grading oh. a drunk woman's papers. Uh, and, you know, and, and coming from the other side of that, you know, it, it, is, it does go, you know, don't, I hate when people are like, that's not my job. When you're working with someone and right. someone needs help and you're like, I refuse to do that. That's not my job. And like, I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. But at the same time, we all work together. You help, help out, out a little bit. And if you do something that isn't your job, you know, you then you, it gives you something to hold up later on. Exactly. It is better for the whole thing. And it makes you a more valuable employee. And you learn something you could put on your resume. And yeah. honestly, like... I keep bringing it back to restaurants because I've worked in so many restaurants. But when I walk into a restaurant and the service, the staff is happy and they're making little jokes with each other, I know I'm about to have a good experience. Yeah. Food's going to be good. It's going to be clean because people, they want to work there. It's not, oh, that's not my job. Exactly. But if I walk into a place and they're kind of snippy with each other and I listen to conversations, you know, I see people's body language just because mm -hmm. I've worked in so many restaurants. And if I see them kind of like nagging on each other, snipping, I'm like, oh, this is going to be... Yeah, I'll probably find a hair in my salad because yeah. no one gives a shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, like a Band-Aid in my beans or something. Oh, uh, yeah. So what's the what's the brighter side of first jobs and shitty jobs and stuff like that? Brighter side, making your own money. Yeah. Making your own damn money. And you Amen. don't have to apologize. You don't have to like, you know, go, like say you're raised under like a very, under a roof that you disagree with. Yeah. And you could say, I have my own money. I'm making my own decisions. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a, first of all, being unemployed is, you know, not only is it boring, it's expensive. 
Yeah. You know, every day you're not at work, you're spending money. And so you're not only you're not making it, you're spending it. Also, just like what do you like sitting on the couch? I've I've known and not everybody on unemployment does this. Yeah. But I I knew a guy who I used to live with him. He would literally watch TV all day. And yeah. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, you gotta fucking try. He looked like after a couple months, he looked disgusting. Yeah. Just like Of course. Like, what are you You just we're not supposed to do that. No. We're supposed to move around. We're supposed to have community. Humans yeah. are built on that. He you know, that's getting, where language comes from. Exactly. He started getting mad and snippy. And I'm like, dude, you can fix this by getting a job. He thought he was above it. Mm -hmm. He was an old roommate of mine. You know what else is good is uh, it helps if if you're having trouble making friends, getting a job can help you make some friends. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that, and I think that's an an important thing. It gives you, if you're bad at communicating with people, it'll teach you how to communicate better with people because when you're forced to be around them, you, you, you inevitably learn to talk to someone better. More social skills. Yeah. Or you just end up being the horrible person in the corner of the office, which, you know, you know, they need that too. That's right. Sometimes you can get little free things at job. Like maybe you can sneak some French fries or some paper clips Mm -hmm. or like use the printer, you know? Um, you can't say your current job. What's your favorite job you've ever had? My favorite one? Yeah. Um, either as a receptionist, because you're making coffee and you're just kind of piddling online, but then like you do some stuff. Yeah. You know what? I take it back. Bartending. When I bartended at Trejo's Tacos. Yeah, that was your favorite job? Was my favorite. They did overwork me. Like yeah. I would be working double shifts all the time. And mm. as a bartender, like you physically hurt. But um in the in the heyday of that, when I was like really pulling in the cash, I was making, I was clocking out at five p.m. making three hundred bucks cash at least. Yeah, as a daytime bartender. Wow. And then getting to know the other bartenders around the area, I was like physically fit mm-hmm. because you're stocking everything. You're working all day. your ass off. Working yeah. your ass off. My manager was great. My coworkers were great. I like enjoyed going to work. Yeah, mine was Hooters. Oh, yeah. I think Hooters was my favorite job uh, I ever had outside of uh, doing comedy. And it really was just fucking, it was, I mean, the poor house, now the poor house was the best. But Hooters, like, it taught me a lot, like, responsibility. They put trust in me. It was the first job to ever give me health insurance. Wow. They would get, they, and they legitimately, you know, yes, it was, you know, the employees were sexualized for sure. But, you know, they knew that going in, you know, and, uh, and, but they were treated well. They're treated, and also those Hooters girls are really smart and they were, really. They were all. They were. They were teachers. They were yeah. college students. They were people like looking to. You know, no one was working at Hooters for the rest of their lives, no. except for like the three managers in the back. You know, like everyone else was doing that job to like progress their lives. Yes. And it was a. Uh, and it was. And it worked. I watched it work firsthand, and I, I I wouldn't give that time back for anything. No, I love a Hooters girl. Yeah, it, it was a it was a wonderful job. So go support your local Hooters if they're still in business. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to the brighter side of first jobs. Go out if you haven't had a job yet. Go try it out. I bet you like it. You know it because you get your own. Money. Money. All right. All right. I love you guys. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, The Brighter Side LPN on X. You can find Amber Smelson and uh, at Brighter Side LPN. Uh, the Murder Fist 20 year anniversary. Keep checking back for more tickets. I'm hoping we get another date, but we're about to go on hiatus here. So we're recording this episode in the future. So if you're curious about if we added a second show or not, go to dynastytypewriter.com and search for Murder Fist in September. See if you can't find tickets. The LPN Beach Blanket Bingo. That's going to be October 20th at the Balboa in San Diego. That's going to be a shit ton of fun. 
Uh, we got Patreons. Amber, what's going on with yours these days? Amber Smelson. It's a way to support me as an artist. That's right. And mine's uh, patreon.com slash Tunes. It's home of the Eddie Tunes two-hour radio hour. Um, on there, I also have a private playlist on Spotify, Napster, and Apple on there for you. Um, I just recently started giving Apple as well because, you know what? You know, I bought an Apple account. I'm like, if people are going to do the Patreon and support me, I want to make it so more people can listen to these playlists. So now they're also available on Apple. So go check it out there. The 27th episode of the Eddie Tunes to our radio hour is about to come out. Please enjoy that. Um, I'm going to be touring and doing some uh, in September. I'm going to be doing some shows on the road on uh, September 14th. I'm going to be opening up for page seven and wizard and the bruiser in Tampa. And, and then on the 15th and 16th, you can catch me in Orlando. And on the 17th, I'm going to be back in California, opening for Ben Kissel and Travis Irvine wow. over at Flappers. So I got a tight little four days and hopefully I'll see you then. Uh, please rent or buy my movie How America Killed My Mother at HowAmericaKillMyMother.com uh, Make sure you listen to Someplace Underneath the greatest podcast about missing women. Oh, thank you. And uh, our sticker giveaway going strong. Uh, you can go ahead and mail us a self-addressed stamped envelope to the brighter side, care of LPN, P.O. Box 470, North Hollywood, California, 91603. Thank you to April, Madeline, and Ryan, and Maddie for all the hard work you do on our show. We, we fucking love you for making us look so good. And Taking Us Out Today is a very appropriate song. I just found this song. I love this guy. He's unbelievable. I Need Some Money by Eddie Harris. Love it. Yeah, you'll love this song. I'm going to play it for you after this. Um, Be good to yourselves. Uh, Get a job, you fucking lazy bums. I'll see you (laughs) later. Bye. Prices rising with the sun, wages stay the same. Every time I think I'm up, I'm down, but who's to blame? Coming out the grocery store, I feel like I've been beat. Cost of groceries don't make sense, check out the price of meat. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.